Did you know that the least common denominator between 3 and 2 is 6? Hmm. Did you know that the least common denominator between you and I is love? It's God's love. We're going to talk about that today. Well, welcome to another podcast here with Steve and Eddie. And yes, indeed, Jesus has made a way for us to know the fullness of God's love. That common denominator that that we have through God, through Jesus, through God, is so important. And that's what we're going to be actually talking about today, about the fact that we've got some things that uh, we all have in common. I talked about that on Sunday. We're going to talk about that and dig a little deeper as we talk about our lives here in just a little bit. But it's really good to have you with us. Thank you for joining us. I've crossed the desk. I do have Eddie Dean Hammond, and I just appreciate you being here. You've got a, I don't know if it's a full cup of a mug of coffee or not, but it's a, it's a mug of coffee. Well, I'm addicted. I have to confess my faults this morning. Okay, I all drink right. too much coffee, man. Okay, uh, well, I'm, I, I guess I suppose I need to confess my faults then, too, if that's a fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, um, in seminary, we've been learning about the history of Christianity, and I've noticed that in that, you know, you learn about different denominations, and you realize that some denominations or some um, split-offs have said that um, coffee or caffeine is, is, you don't do that. That's why I'm not in that denomination. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so. You know, when I tell you what, yeah, that's a, that brings up an interesting point. It's amazing to see when you trace the history of the church that how when the church split from became the Orthodox Church in Constantinople and the one in Rome, and then you see all the fingers, all the family trees of Protestant denominations that come out of the Catholic Church. It's just, and there there's new ones forming all the time. It's amazing. It's just an amazing thing to see that. Yeah, you know, here's and they the, all have a little different twist on things. Yeah, it is. It is crazy. It's crazy. Uh, how many? Now, one of the things that one of the ways that we can look at it is that the threads, all of the threads intersecting and 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 bringing um, Christ has uh, to the center has allowed the gospel of Jesus Christ to be relevant to this day. But another way to see it is that it's gotten so thin you can, it's almost you're just like wow you can you got to really hone in and that's that is where we've got to be so careful about about false teaching and um, all of these things. So yeah, back in in the time that you had just said, and then you get a little closer, a little bit, spend a little bit more time, you know, uh, in history and, and and talking about that, and you got the Reformations with Martin Luther, Martin Luther, and um, and then you've got the uh, the Protestant uh, splitting off of that, and you've got then John Wesley, and you've got Calvin, and you've got Arminium, Arminius, and and uh, you know, Ulrich, Zwingli. Ulrich Zwingli. Zwingli. Yeah, there's there a lot of names. Just Switzerland area. Yeah. I just took a test on that. Peter and I did. And uh, but yeah, it it's fascinating and scary at the same time um, because you wonder how many people are getting taught wrong. You know what I mean? Well, and you know I, when I, it, and because I there's her, 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 heretics and 
there's there's false teaching. Yeah, because you've got to be careful. They, they add things to the gospel and say you you know you have to do this or you can't do that to be in faith in the faith you know. But well, I guess why Paul made it really clear and very strongly that you as a follower of Christ need to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Mm-hmm. Yours, what God says to you, you can't you can't work out somebody else's. Yeah. It's between you and God. And and if we if we're honest and if we stay in tune with the Holy Spirit, he will help us do that. If we get into places where there's false teaching, the Holy Spirit will convict us or warn us, so to speak, and we need to hit the road. But that's just that's how I see it. Yeah, God's grace is is so amazing and so wonderful. Um, I think there's there's definitely those that have uh, grown in the faith and might be listening to this right now that would be able to say, well, I need to jump through certain hurt certain hoops. Um, I need to um, this this is the this the do's and the don'ts, you know the laws, you know, and they get um, they were taught in such a way that that it drug them down, mm-hmm. you know, kind of fell away. And what we find in Jesus Christ is a fullness and a freedom because God's yeah. grace is what matters. It's Christ has set you free. You're free indeed, John says. So. Amen. Amen. Yes. What a beautiful yeah, I don't like reminder living, here today. I don't like living in bondage. But no. I've been there before. But. That's right. Yeah. Bondage of sin is one thing. The bondage of the law... Thinking legalism, of, yeah. legalism. There we yeah. go. Not the the law, but the the legalism, the man made things that pull you away from a relationship of Jesus uh, with with God the Father and Jesus Christ, and learning how to live in the Spirit. You're right. Yeah. It's good stuff. Well, Pastor, we did find out that spring training uh, in ba- baseball did start. Yeah. Cubbies are actually playing some yeah. games down in Arizona, so that's kind of fun. The uh, NCAA is down to the Sweet 16. Talking a little, talking a little sports here. Yeah. Uh, how many teams do you have left in I only your, have nine. your office bracket? Nine. I only have nine. Nine. Um, but the best way to pick brackets is wait till you get to the 16. Yeah, as, like Trudy, as Trudy did, and she just penciled all 16 in. Yeah, so, so that's uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny. We said, Trudy, where's your bracket? And she goes, Oh, I've I've got that. I'll make that. She's let that slip out. I'll make that. And, and those of you that the tournament are listening, was already going. If you see our sister Trudy, you might do this shamey shamey thing with your fingers like kids do. <laughs> there's oh, there's an ast- there's an asterisk on hers uh, on the on the on the tape to the door. There's an asterisk on there. Not available or something. <laughs> Not applicable. Not applicable. There we go. Not applicable. Um I've gotten. I have two less losses than you, so I've got eleven teams up there. I don't know how that happened. Um, although I think everybody was quite surprised in Kentucky getting. Oh right boy, up. me too. I had them right going way there. up. Yeah. So that's been yeah. interesting. Um, congratulations right. to a great uh, season by the Sullivan basketball team. Oh my, yeah, they very... were phenomenal. Semi-state final four. That was Randy awesome. Kelly's name on the news about I don't know whether there's a all state team or what the top picks in the state. Oh yeah, yeah. His name was on there. So yeah, what a what an uh, awesome and valiant effort by the guys. We were yeah. we were present. Um, Eddie and I were there at the game, as many of you were. 
And, uh, and I, I hope some of you that hear this weren't the ones doing all the booing. Yes. I'm not really into booing at ball games, but nonetheless, yeah. we, screaming we and to, carrying on. And, we need to do that. Yeah. Oh, shame and shame. Well, <laughs> I've already questioned the face of Ohio Valley Gas, and Uh-oh. he had a guilty look, so I, I'm not going to go any farther. So. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, uh, just jumping off of sports a little bit. Um, looking at the weather, the weather's uh, trying to turn itself around. But I tell you what, man, we had a great start to this week. But ever yeah, since then, was, man, we went cold. went downhill. Yeah. We started off with two days of rain, and now it's uh, gotten into the 40s. So uh, I can tell you that there is sunshine in the way, on the way, but it's not until about a little bit on Saturday, more on Sunday is what I recognize and or have seen. So that's there's your forecast yeah. <laughs> for you spring yeah. breakers that are yeah. coming back from maybe sunny parts of the of the states. You're wondering how it's going to be back in Sullivan. And well, um, Sunday is your day. I was reminded that uh, the face of WTWO is going to be playing the drums. Uh, well, a Sunday. little Tam, little Tommy Mac is going to be on the drums for the oh, first time. Yeah. Now he's he's been a drummer. For you know, most of his life, I think he's a little reluctant. So we need to pray for him. We do. We just he's a little encourage him this more uh, Sunday morning when you see him. That yeah, he's uh, he's gonna be back there uh, putting down a beat. He's gonna be practicing here today. I've got some songs ready for him, and he's gonna be squaring everything away. I've talked to him about it. It's gonna be okay. It's absolutely gonna be okay. So, um, yep, I think he'll be just great. Um, What else we got? Hey, some. Let's let's talk a little bit about our children's ministry. It is it is a place to get involved and have some fun with these little guys and gals. Mm, I'm telling absolutely. you, how how cool is it to be able to bring the love of and joy of Jesus to little ones that need Him desperately to be reminded mm-hmm. daily uh, and every week. So we get to remind them on Sunday just how much God loves them. Yeah, how much Jesus well, is, 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 is an opportunity. For us as the church to be involved in that, plus uh, it's our responsibility. Because, uh, like I said, when we when you have a child dedicated and they stand before the church, the church is really agreeing that they're going to help raise those kids in the Lord. So that's right. That's on all of us, actually. And when you come up here, or when you sign up, um, you can get a hold of anybody here at the at the office. You can call us at eight one two two six eight zero zero eight eight. And we can uh, direct you in the right way. I want to reiterate um, the fact that you're not signing up for life. No, you're just signing up for a Sunday. And Sunday, to, and go from there. And and uh, being able to to be able to be um, placed in different places. You could be a part of the greeters downstairs. You could be a part of the sign in. The China, sign in and and uh, what I mean by greeters, yeah, but yeah. the ones for the children, and um, just helping them up the stairs or whatever the case. But. Peter and Stephanie Bales um, are uh, volunteering in that area and leading it out. They're developing a core team and they're getting that going. But um, it, we need you. We yeah, we need uh, volunteers. We need, I'd say, what was it around ten? Ten a week. About ten we, a week. Yeah. And uh, to be able to to be a part of that, and the more uh, of the adult figures up here to express that love of Jesus, the more that the little ones can look up to us and understand that that uh, God is is love, and uh, you get a chance to do that. And it's through the second service only, so we do have that only on mm-hmm. second service, but it starts around ten o'clock. 
um, and you'd go to about uh, 11.40, I think is what it would be, so about an hour and 40 minutes. But, um, yeah, it's a good time, um, good stuff, and uh, we just want you to pray about that and think about it. The Lord's been nudging you. The Holy Spirit's been nudging mm-hmm. you. Why don't you uh, take a step forward and just um, take the next step to see if we can get a hold of you and, and uh, get you in here and uh, see where you'd like to be put. So, um, apart from that, we'd like to go right into the time of prayer and and digging deep into our time together here today. Heavenly Father, I'm so grateful to be able to be here with my pastor. And I pray that, Lord, what we're doing and what we're about ready to speak about will be uh, of a delight to you, that we'll be reminded of the fullness and the saving grace of Jesus Christ, the saving love and and, uh, what he's done for us, the redeeming grace. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done. Thank you for what you're going to do in this podcast. We just pray that you would bless the words of our mouth. May they be pleasing to you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, on Sunday... um, I spoke about, I was able to bring the message on Sunday. Thanks for letting me do that. And um, the title of that message is Common Denominators, and we kind of introed it with today with talking about a little bit of a com- different way of introing it from common denominators that I did on Sunday. But I did talk about the three common denominators that we all have. We, have, we all have a mind and a body, and we all have a soul. And those three common denominators are something that we all have to decide what we're going to do with them. And so in that process, I I came across Ephesians 4 in my study. And um, Ephesians 4, uh, starting with verse 17, and and Paul actually there talks about um, with the Lord's authority. So we're starting right off. Right off the bat on that, he speaks of the, the Lord's authority. And I say this, live no longer as the, and I'll, I'll replace Gentiles, the word Gentiles, with unbelievers. Live no longer as the unbelievers do, for they are hopelessly confused. So I was talking to somebody after the, the sermon, uh-huh. after the first service, and she mentioned to me, she said, I was sitting next to my granddaughter, and she said, that's me. I'm hopelessly confused. And so she was going to then talk later on to her about it, about what yeah. what that what does she referring to and and what, how can Jesus help her? So it's just so special. Um and in this process of going through the scriptures, um you know, we see that there are I mentioned in in my message that there were two different groups. And then later I brought up a third group, but the two different groups being unbelievers and Christians. And then that third group being Christians, but those that have become complacent or apathetic. Uh, in the gray area, it's being cold. It's being neither hot, well, I guess I say cold, but it's neither hot or cold. It's being this lukewarm, and you're being apathetic. And... Um, and so in those areas, uh, God is, is calling us to be, uh, to be better, to be more fervent, that we, that we stay close to the Holy Spirit in that. I know you've noticed that you've got some notes there. 
<laughs> Paul, it reminded me of, of something that Paul, I'm thinking it's First Corinthians, when he, he mentioned these groups of people, but he put them this way. He put them down as unbelievers, lost, uh, followers of Christ that are listening to the Holy Spirit and are obedient and living the life. And then the third group he mentioned was carnal. Christians, worldly Christians that are trying to live both sides of the fence. There we go. And that's it. Kind of that's what I when you was preaching this. That's what I, I, I thought about that. And I, sad to say, and not being negative, I, I think that third group, um, really. And you said all as believers grown cold, and that's true. And I think there's that's too big of a group. <laughs> yeah. Let's put it that way. I yeah. think as as we look at the the, the kingdom of the. The church in the in the world, those that are following Christ, I I think that, and you alluded to that in your message. Actually, you talked about it because you, you and that's that's their uh, that's their um, mo complete com, complacent apathetic and lack of enthusiasm. That was that was good words, and and that's exactly right. And and the problem when we get into this area when we do that, and of course, uh, old timey. Um, uh, terminology was backslide. Right, you're backslidden. Yeah, I could have used know. that. Couldn't have. Yeah. But anyhow, that's you're right, and that's what happens. And then you see this within the context of the church, and it shouldn't be there, but it is. It's because again, we go fall back on our excuse. Yeah, we're just we're human. We, but that's that doesn't cut it with God. That's we. I like to use excuses sometimes, and I shouldn't. But you remember what. Uh, Swindoll said uh, an excuse is a lie wrapped in the skin of reason and that you're trying to reason your way through that and you know it's not right. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it, that's, that's good stuff. That's, that, that you, that's, that's three groups of people and that's what makes up the world. Mm-hmm. And yeah. see, under unbelievers, doesn't matter what race, culture, that's irrelevant. What it means is you're either a believer, an unbeliever, or a believer who's not living like they should. That's, 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 that's right. right. That encompasses the whole world. Yeah, and as we look at that those, that scripture passage, we see that the the areas in which it says, um, it, right there at the beginning, their minds are full of darkness. This is the unbelievers. They wander far from the life uh, God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against Him. Then it goes down below and it says, but this isn't what you've learned about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus... And learn the truth that comes from him. Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Stop telling lies. This is the then it goes further on, right? And it and it talks about being an encouragement to those who hear yeah. your words. Yeah. You know, forgiving, looking to, ready to forgive them as Christ has forgiven you. That, those are beautiful words, beautiful things that we need to be reminded as Christians. Yeah. yeah. That that if we found ourselves in the muck, in that that middle air, that that area where there's uh, we've been deceived by reason, we've been deceived by by a complacent thought, like, well, that's okay. It's it's something as can be as, as simple as something about watching a, a movie where you know you should probably turn it off mm-hmm. or walk out of the theater, but you're just like, well, I'll, I'll work through it. I'll see if it happens again. And God will forgive me. 
and God will forgive me. Yeah, we go into that, yeah, that's where that we go. apathetic, you know, maybe it is a direct sin, and we decided to sin. You know, we've been tempted, we decided to sin. It's like, well, he'll forgive me. And and that's not how that's that's not how living goes. That's not how we that God wants us to live. No, absolutely. Um, right. And man, the consequences of our sin is is one that that we're gonna have to work through, live through, deal with in our relationships, dealing with with what we're having to work through in our mind. See, there it is again. Our mind is affected by our decisions. Our bodies are affected by our decisions. We are the temple of God. It's just amazing as we look and think through all this whole process, what we need to be reminded of. And the fact that all of us are just here temporary. Yeah. Yeah. We're all going to die one of these days. We're just passing through. We're just passing through. In fact, the Word of God says we're, we're aliens. We're not here. We're just temporary. Just a poor wayfaring stranger That's traveling right. through this world of woe. That's I remember right. that song. Yeah, <laughs> that, it, it's exactly what we are. That's right. We're tourists. Yeah, we, we are. And it's hard It's hard for our minds to get off the fact of what is right in front of us and to keep our eyes heavenward. And, and that's what I said yesterday when we were at a funeral. When you see the shell of that person laying up there, regardless of who you are or how much you think you know, you can't rationalize that away. That's reality. Yep. You can't. Death's a reality. It's an absolute. You That's can't. Right. You can't. Shoot Either, away. <laughs> the greatest of men that have ever lived have died. Have died. Now the greatest man that lived defeated died death absolutely, and then was raised again, and it's proven, and and it's uh, it is unbelievable that how I've, and this is another thing we've learned. It's not just in the Word of God where this shows the evidence. There are testimonies. From those that are apart from the Bible that say, of the the fact that Jesus was uh, was seen, and was the 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 disciples and not just the disciples, not just the believers, but others. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, here we are. We have some proof. Over five hundred witnesses actually. That's saw right. Him. And we have proof, but the fact is that why is it that we still uh, deal with our unbelief at times, right? Well, and. Or, and uh, and another thing about that is that stinking devil puts those thoughts in our minds. Our mind's not off limits to Satan yeah. and his helpers. Yeah. So that's why it says, guard your heart, guard your mind, you know. That's right. Think good things, dwell on God. That's right. That's that scripture talks about. Get into the Word daily. Yeah. Right? What you think, what you focus your mind on, that's the point. Yeah. Pull on the full armor of God, <laughs> the helmet of truth. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. It, uh, anything else you wanted to kind of mention about? No, Sunday? that was that was good, Steve. It was, uh, well, God is right to the point. Is doing a, a a wonderful thing, and can and and is able to do a wonderful thing and a greater thing than we can ever imagine. And Satan will trick us with thinking that we're going to be trapped in something uh, of uh, of a strictness of God, and yet. There's such a freedom, and it, Satan just doesn't want you to. He doesn't want you to know about the full freedom. No, 
So he wants to think, make you think that legalism and all this other stuff is going to trickle in and yeah. be a part of your life, and you're not going to have any fun anymore. Well, yeah. I want to tell you, there's two guys sitting across from each other right now that know how to have fun. Absolutely. And it doesn't include uh, a bunch of alcohol and, and drugs and and partying, uh, lewdness and lustfulness and and uh, you know lying and deceiving and all this uh, all this other stuff. That's not no. The life with God is free, and uh, it, it brings such a fullness to our lives. So we just hope that you have embraced Jesus and that you know him. And if you've been a hardened heart, you just needing to be softened, and the Lord is wooing you back, the Holy Spirit's wooing you back, don't hesitate to ever call. Please call us if you need at 812-268-0088, and you can talk to us. Um, and we can yep. share the share the the true love of Jesus Christ with you, Pastor. What do you got for this coming Sunday? Well, we're going back into, uh, of course, Ecclesiastes, and Tyler's message is how to win the rat race. I know we uh, back in the day in in, uh, in 1962, Stanley Kramer produced and directed a film. It's a mad, 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 mad world. And with yeah. Jonathan Winters, that was a crazy movie. I, <laughs> well, in 2001, Jerry Zucker directed. A movie that was inspired by this film, and it's a, it, it's not, it's not. Uh, What's it? I'm trying to looking for the name here. I thought I had this. Oh, it was Rat Race. That yeah. was the, yeah, oh, that yeah. was the, yeah, that was the title of it, Rat Race. Well, it's about a eccentric casino owner who randomly picked six teams to race for two million dollars. So uh, that's kind of, but the. The money motivated them to get into this rat race, and which I think many of us today are in the rat race. We're like rats on wheels and running after money to survive, actually, mm-hmm. in a sense. Mm-hmm. For many, the rat race wheel is a seven to three, eight to four, nine to five. It's a daily grind, and it's a never, it's a never-ending cycle. But here's the problem: in this formula that the world puts out. That God doesn't put it out, the world puts it out, and then the formula reads like this: Hard work leads to more money, which allows you to buy more stuff. And then presto, whammo! Somehow this is supposed to turn into happiness in the little amount of time that you have left over. And boy, isn't that is isn't that a, a definition of our our world today? And here's the problem: as a lot of people live that rat race, there's no there's no rules in it. It's dog eat dog. How many times have you heard that? Especially in the corporate world of trying to get ahead and whatever, and there's the integrity goes out the window, whatever, because you want to be number one. But from God's perspective, there are specific rules mapped out in life, and we see that in God's word, Ecclesiastes nine eleven through eighteen. Solomon invites us to step out of the rat race in order to take an honest, objective look at our lives. He gives us divine counsel on why. We should slow down the pace on how we should live out our days. And I'm not going to read that, but if, you know, with your Bible, Ecclesiastes 9, 11 through 18, uh, he gives us some thoughts on wisdom and folly. Here's, here's some of the world's ways to view life. And the first is just total op- optimism. That it, it, uh, people that are optimistic, and it's a good thing to a degree, they have big dreams and expectations but ignore reality. Mm-hmm. I love opt- optimistic people, but sometimes they ignore 
reality. Mm-hmm. The second was pessimism. The attitude is the opposite of optimism. It views life as gloomy and humorless, that there's nothing good in life. Third was suspicion. Individuals who are suspicious often border on being neurotic and paranoid. They think everybody's out to get them. And in the last one is what we mentioned a couple of weeks ago is fatalism. There's no hope. Right. Oh boy, oh boy. If you run into some people in life that have no hope, it, they're not really enjoyable to be around because everything's wrong. doesn't matter what you say. That's right. Man. Goodness. Well, and then he gives us some under-the-sun counsel. He gives us three truths to ponder, and the first one is this. He looks at the race as it is being run. He, he said in verse 11, 9-11, I again sit, saw under the sun the race is not to be swift, and the battle is not to be the warrior's and neither is bread to the wise, nor wealth to the discerning, nor favor to men of ability, for time and chance overtakes them all. God's sovereign hand has a heavy way of leveling even the best laid plans of the most mighty, clever, and aggressive people on earth. Daniel 2:20. Praise the name of God forever and ever, for he has all wisdom and power. He controls the course of world events. He removes kings and sets up other kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the scholars. The second truth Solomon mentioned, the end of all mankind. Man does not know his time, like fish caught in a treacherous net and birds trapped in a snare. So the sons of men are ensnared at an evil time when it suddenly falls all on Ecclesiastes 9.12. And then I'm going to, I'm going to James 4.13-15 through 15, where he talks about Come now, you who say, tomorrow we will go to a, such a city and spend a year. And then he goes in and he says, what is your life? It's even a vapor that appears for a little time and then poof, it vanishes away. The Lord is in control of our lives. He literally sustains us all existence. That third truth is the nature of those in the race. Once physical salvation was secured, people continued to pursue success, ignoring the one who had saved them from death. He mentions a scripture where a man saved a city. Well, they didn't appreciate it. They just went on and went back the way they was living <laughs> and whatever. The nature of those in the race, and, and he ends up with this, with, this, with this wisdom, five statements of wisdom. One, human ability cannot guarantee genuine success. Yeah. God's in control, not us. Statement two, strength is more impressive, yet less effective than wisdom. Statement three, wise counsel is never popular, rarely obeyed, and seldom remembered. Boy, isn't that a truth. Uh, John 16, 8, and when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. The world's sin is that it refuses us to believe in me. Hmm. And statement four, human rulers will always out shout wise counselors, and fools prefer the former. Many people have the discernment that only comes from God. And when they speak, everyone should listen. Unfortunately, few people ever do. <laughs> In the last one, constructive words of wisdom are no match for destructive weapons of war. As Solomon puts it, wisdom is better than weapons of war, but one sinner destroys much good. And we see this what's happening in Europe and Ukraine, what the weapons of war can do uh, to both sides, actually. You know, uh, news, 15,000 Russian soldiers were killed. Well, they were following orders from Putin. 
and they all had family and wives and kids and friends, you know. And I understand that. And the Ukrainians are suffering greatly. Yeah. From the world's perspective, we all should be in, be in the rat race, spinning on that wheel to succeed, to be number one at all costs. Well, that's what people think. That's the world's perspective. There's no rules. Anything goes. And if we listen to God and pray through his word and grow and then obey the sweet voice of the Holy Spirit, our lives will be much calmer lives filled with the fruit of the Holy Spirit. You know, I go over that a lot, but it's so relevant to us that we all should memorize this. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And my goodness, how that is needed in our world. Who can argue that people that have that <laughs> wouldn't be such an asset? But that's, uh, and I think, you know, it really, we come to church and we're reminded of what the scripture says. And sometimes we have to be honest and step back and just evaluate our lives. And I think we should do that daily, actually, but not just once a week. But. Right. I think that. You know, as I was a younger man, I I believe in my 20s, you just kind of feel, at least I did, I felt uh, fairly invincible, like my life was, mm-hmm. was fresh. Oh, I it think was, we're all like that. Really, we, that's a good point. We, we, we don't, we're not going to die. Uh, you know, that's not, that's not a thought. You know, our life is just beginning. Why would we have a thought of, of death on our mind? Um, and it's not that we need to be uh, like Eeyore walking around, uh, but it's the opposite. We have the new life of Jesus Christ bringing us such a beautiful reassurance, reassurance mm-hmm. of what not only our present day has to hold, but our future. But as young people, young men and women grow, they have this this sense of... Well, I'm in the rat race, and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go after what I need to go after. So, I need to get mine, and I'm gonna follow Jesus in the whole mix. But I'm going to have, I'm, I see things my way, or I see this plan and that plan. I'm gonna go for it. Okay. So that's gonna be very important on Sunday. That's that's good. And they seem in that when they get in that vein that they seem to amass a huge amount of debt. Yeah. to get what they want, and then they spend the rest of their life paying it back. I'm not yeah. saying you shouldn't go in debt, but you get my point. Yeah. So, anyhow. Well, it's it's really good, and I we're looking forward to um, Sunday, you bringing that to us, so thank you. Um, Pastor, can you pray over us, please? Lord, we love you, and we thank you for loving us. And boy, what a, what a sense of hope we have in that. We who call you Lord, we who embrace... You, uh, we who listen to you, Holy Spirit, we, you give us peace in the midst of chaos. And it pains us, and we're saddened by the suffering in the world, and it should increase our prayer life as we pray for those folks and pray that some way uh, you have intervention into their personal lives first and then with the whole concept of what's going on in that country. Yes. So we, we lift that up, and as we just read this morning in the Scripture, you... You insert kings and you take kings out. And however that looks, we don't know that. But uh, there needs to be uh, things happen. But it's all in your 
plans, Lord, and you are still on the throne and you are still in control, and that, that gives us security, and we thank yes. you for that. So uh, we think about the rat race and we who are in, in it, and I pray for this message Sunday that uh, it speaks to some hearts and gives us some clarity in life. Uh, thank you for Steve and his message, Lord, about common dominators, and I would pray that we would be in that second group, that we are obedient believers, and we're doing what we should do, and you're continuing to give us guidance yes. and direction, and we're following that. So that's our prayer this morning, Lord. We pray for those on the prayer list and all those who are suffering, struggling. We ask these things in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Pastor, for being with us here today and uh, bringing uh, wisdom. And uh, we're so grateful to be able to have this chance to converse and have a, hold a conversation that digs a little bit deeper. So thanks for joining us here today. And um, may the common denominator that is available to each of us, and that is Jesus Christ, be your way, your truth, and the way you lead, lead your life, lead your life. And Amen. with that thought, we'll say goodbye for now. Bye-bye.